You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. I'm going to preach to myself tonight, if you don't mind. And you can just observe. But I need this message more than anybody else. I struggle with this more than anybody else. It's verses that when I read, I try my best to deflect. I try my best to redefine. I try my best to justify. But they're clear. They're concise. They cannot be ignored. They're not difficult to understand. They're difficult to practice. But no, I need to practice them. My flesh gets in the way. But I want to do better at this. I need to do better at this. The verses are found in Ephesians 4. Verse 31 and 32. Let all, let all, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Do you see the, the message already? Verse 31, what we usually do. Verse 32, the first part, what we should do. Verse 32, the last part, why we should do it. If we really just thought about it, I think we could have invitation now. But it's difficult for us. And again, we justify, we ignore, we read over, we deflect. We're very quick to say, oh yeah, I know who needs that verse. I need these verses tonight. Father, I don't know who else needs it, but if somebody does, please speak to them. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Cell phones on silent. Many of you know what I'm about to describe starts off as a normal day, nothing out of the ordinary. 
everything is usual. Usual events, you wake up, morning routine, maybe go to work, go to school. Maybe you have the day off, but for the most part, you have your day planned. But then everything changed. Perhaps you got a phone call. Perhaps you read a text. Perhaps you saw a message. Maybe it was a message that was sent to you. Maybe it was a message that you were never meant to see. But you stumble upon it. Maybe it's just a conversation. Maybe it's a comment that's made in that conversation. Maybe it's a rumor that you hear. Maybe somebody else says something to you on behalf of somebody else. And your heart sinks into your stomach. Because in that phone call, or in that text, in that message that you read, in that comment that was made, in that rumor that you heard, what you come to find out is that somebody close to you, somebody you trust, somebody that you never expected has done you wrong. You can't really describe the feeling other than it feels like someone has reached in and taken your heart and just squeezed it. And you don't want to believe it. But it's true, and the more you wrap your mind around the fact that it's true, the deeper it hurts. How could they do that? How could they say that? How could they choose that? How could they, how could they write that? How could they hide that? Sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. You just get smacked upside the head and somebody close has hurt you. Our first reaction is sorrow. First reaction is tears. First reaction is heartache. But then we feel something else welling up inside us because we're flesh. And it starts out small. It starts out small. Unless you're not human, it starts out small. Just a thought. Just a thought. You know, I hope they get what's coming to them. Just a little thought of ill will. You know, I can't believe they did that. I, 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 I hope, I hope they suffer the consequences for it. There's a Bible word for that. You know what it is? Malice. But malice doesn't stay malice. What starts off as an inward thought of ill will doesn't stay in. Then we start talking to people around us, the people who are closest to us. And we start telling them what happened. Because what we want to do is we want to get them on our side. There's a Bible word for that. You know what it is? Evil speaking. Sounding familiar? Evil speaking. Evil speak. Okay, so malice is inner thought. 
of ill will. Evil speaking is outer word. Clamor is louder word. I don't care if you know me or not. I don't care if you know this person or not. You are going to hear what they did. And then what you find is when you see the person, you have this rage inside of you, this disgust inside of you, this, this, there's a Bible word for that, anger. And if you let your, and doesn't the Bible say be angry? Be angry. But sin not, right? Sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. It's in the same chapter, verse 26, I think. There's a difference between anger and wrath, Brother Marvin. You know what it is? Anger you keep in. Wrath comes out. When you read about God's wrath, it's because he's judging. He's doing something about his anger. The Lord gets angry. He's slow to anger, but the Lord gets angry, and he's, he'll still hold back. Wrath is anger poured out. And what started within now comes out and you start lashing out at the person. You start lashing out at them. It might even get physical. That's wrath. Which turns into a deep-seated hatred for the person. Bible word? Bitterness. That is our natural reaction when we've been done wrong. It starts so small. How could they do that? And I hope, they, I, I, I hope it, gets, it comes back to them. And then we tell others, and then we tell more, and then we get angry, and then we act on that anger, and before it, we're, we're done. There is nothing that person can do to get back. That is our natural reaction. And verse 31 says, wrong, wrong. Wrong reaction. Natural reaction, yes, but wrong reaction. Don't worry about the screens. I have a video that I want to show you later. If I can show you, I will, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And do you notice how the Bible does that, Brother Ben? It starts with the most severe, and it works down to the least severe. Because what the Bible is asking in, in verse 31 is, do you have deep-seated hatred for anybody in your life? Right now, do you have deep-seated hatred for anybody where there is nothing they can say, nothing they can do to get, to get back in your good graces? You are bitter at them. We might very well say, no, no. Okay, good, good. Have you ever acted on your anger towards them? Have you ever lashed out? Have you ever cursed? Have you ever yelled? Have you ever let it get out of hand? Have you ever let it manifest itself on the outside? You might say, no. Have you ever thought it on the inside? And if you say, no, no, I haven't. Have you spread what they did to everybody? No. To those closest to you? Well, let me ask this. Have you even had a little thought of ill will towards that person? in your heart and in your mind. And somewhere along the line, people, we've got to say, yeah. And the Bible says, let all of it, all of it, let all of it, 
from the deep-seated hatred to the small seed of ill will against them. Let all of it be put away from you. And here's the better way. Here's how I want you to react. Now, let me say this. I've, I've given people these verses before, and they look back and say, what if, what if the person isn't sorry? What if the person has never apologized? I will say this. An apology is not necessary in order for you to forgive in your heart. An apology is necessary in order for restoration to happen. And that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to restore here. But the, I do read verses. I do read verses. Matthew chapter 18 says, If thy brother trespass against thee, go to him. And if he hears you, you've gained your brother. If he does not hear you, one or two more, then in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And you go, all three of you go up to the brother and you talk to him. If he doesn't hear thee, Take it to the church. And if he doesn't hear the church, the Bible says this. Count that man as a heathen and a publican. There's only so much you can do when there's not an apology. Luke chapter 17 says this. If thy brother offend thee, if he repent, forgive him. If he repent, forgive him. And repentance is more than an exchange of words. It's a change of ways. And then he says this, if he trespasses against thee seven times in one day and seven times repent, you forgive him. This, the people that this applies to, First of all, the, the first thing that they are going, the first criteria they're going to meet is someone who's done you wrong, someone who has hurt you. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another doesn't mean anything to somebody who you like and somebody who has never hurt you. The context of this verse is someone who's done you wrong, but it's also somebody who's sorry somebody who is repentant, somebody who is asking for your forgiveness. And guys, come on, it's not as simple as, oh, they said they're sorry, cool. This is difficult, whether they apologize or not. And what the Bible says is when someone has done you wrong, said horrible things about you or to you, but they've repented and they say, I'm so, so sorry for what I said. Be kind. Kindness is outward action that is friendly, generous, and considerate. And what the Bible says is you're going to want to ignore that person. But they don't deserve that. You know what Luke chapter 6 says? If you do good to those who do good to you. What thank have ye? For sinners also even do the same. Be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted. Kindness is outward action. Tender-hearted is inward compassion. 
sympathy toward the one who hurt you, sympathy toward the one who cut deep, sympathy toward the one who sinned, compassion toward the one who messed up, compassion toward the one who made a wrong decision, compassion toward the one who betrayed you. Because have you never cut anybody deep? Have you never sinned? You might be the one who's not wanting to forgive today. Tomorrow you might need it. One to another. Do you remember the lady caught in adultery? In the very act. Passion. You want to you know something, <laughs> Brother Dusty? Many times the only thing that it... The only thing that's different between the one who is doing the forgiving and the one that's asking the forgiving, the only thing that's different is they got caught and you didn't. Many times, the person who is saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry for what I've done, the only difference between that person and you is what they did, they got caught. You've done it too and you just haven't gotten caught. And one day you might, one day you will. In fact, the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And how would you want them to treat you? Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. When you're hurt, you tend to rub it in. The Bible says rub it out. If they're sorry, if they repent, rub it out. Now, here's why we don't like doing that. It's letting them off the hook, right? It's letting them off the hook. God says vengeance is his. And that does not mean, oh, dear Lord, get him. <laughs> no, it's not. God forgave David for what he did with Bathsheba, but the baby still died. God forgave that, that generation he atoned for their sin, but they still had to wander and die. Forgiveness is, lot, is not a lack of consequences. It's a lack of ill will toward that person. Forgiving one another. Forgiveness is the fragrance that comes from the flower when it's trampled. Forgiveness is giving mercy when justice is deserved. Now, if I can put it in this way, do you understand what that means? Do you understand what that looks like? Do you understand what that looks like? This is somebody who's done you wrong. This is somebody who has hurt you. This is somebody who doesn't deserve kindness, who doesn't deserve tenderheartedness, who doesn't deserve forgiveness. But if we're going to be kind, if we're going to be tenderhearted, if we're going to be forgiven, it means giving them a chance. Here... Here's what the Bible's saying. That person who hurt you, but they're sorry and they're repentant, give them a chance to hurt you again. Give them a chance to hurt you again. You can't be kind without doing that. You can't be tenderhearted without doing that. You can't forgive without doing that. You've got, it means, it means a lot of things, but one of the things that it means that we don't like the most is that means they could do it again. Yeah. It means opening up your heart again to the same person who crushed it. 
have forgiven you. I don't know what's been done to you. I don't know what's been said to you, but it is nothing compared to what you've done and said against the Lord. Nothing. Is it? And is he not kind? Is he not kind when he says, if ye confess, if you confess your sins, I will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness? Is that not kindness? We think when we read, when we read if, some, if your brother, where's your brother? There he is. If your brother seven times in one day messes with you, seven times in one day does you wrong, but, but repents, you better forgive him. We think seven times, that's a little ridiculous. Son, how many times you sin against the Lord in a day? And hopefully you come back and say, Lord, I'm so sorry I did that. And never one time has he looked back at you and said, tough luck. Never one time, never one time, as far as the east is from the west, he removes it, he removes it, and it's done. Is he not kind? Is he not tender-hearted? Doesn't the Bible say he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin, so he knows he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities? Can we not look back at the person who has said something and think, you know, I've said something too before. I've done something wrong too before. Can you not be tenderhearted as God has been tenderhearted to you? And has he not forgiven everything, everything, everything? You go to heaven right now, get on one of Elon Musk's rockets and go to heaven and find the book and find your name and there's not one there's not one sin written on your account. Not one. We who are so forgiven must forgive. Do you remember the Lord's Prayer? Where's it at? Where's it at? It's in Matthew, right? Brother, Brother Matt, where's the Lord's Prayer? Luke? Is it Luke? Uh, Luke 13? It's Matthew 5? I was going to say. Good, good, good. Matthew 6. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. You can, you can follow along, right? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Doesn't the Lord tell about the unforgiving servant who, old, who owed millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and the master forgave them all? And then the, that same servant goes out and finds somebody that owes him pennies and he doesn't forgive him. Brother James, are we going to have any luck with this? Yeah, we're ready to go? Some of you are, might remember this story. 2018 in Dallas, Texas, a police officer just got off a 13 and a half hour shift. Went home. Found out that her apartment door was open. Opened the door, saw a figure inside. Somebody had broken into her apartment. She took out her firearm. She fired two shots and killed the person. It wasn't until afterwards she realized she had gone into the wrong apartment. 
The young man inside was named Botham Jean. Prove negligence. And she was charged with manslaughter. The public went up in arms. They said it needed to be murder. Murder, you have to prove that she intended to kill the person, that she intended to cause harm. And not just harm, but, but death. Yeah. I will be so happy when all of this is integrated next door. I'll just have a, a fancy like a controller or whatever. OK. This is the victim's younger brother, Brant. He says right before this, I am not speaking for my family, I'm speaking for myself, because his parents had been very outspoken against this white police officer. Very outspoken. Myself, if you are truly sorry, if you are truly sorry, because she said that in her testimony, if you are truly sorry, look at what he says. I can speak for myself, I, I forgive you, and I know family, but I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. When he hugged her, it said that he was praying for her to give her life to Christ. You've been hurt. They're sorry. Be ye kind, tender hearted and forgive them 
give him a chance to hurt you again. Luke chapter 6. Verse 28. Give them a chance to hurt you again. Is that really what the Bible is saying? Doesn't the Lord say if somebody hits you on the cheek? What are you supposed to do? Hit him back. Give him another chance. Verse 28. Let's read it together. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Stop, stop, stop. If you had done what that person had done to you, and you were begging their forgiveness, what would you want them to do? Verse 32 together. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful." He is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Would I hurt the scriptures if I crossed out the unthankful and the evil and put, He is kind unto Johnny Che? It would say the same thing. He's been so kind to us, so tender hearted, so forgiving to us. And if we are his children, we should look like our dad. And this is an area I must work on. And I will work on. It's so easy to be unkind. It's so easy to be closed and hard-hearted towards somebody who does the same thing I do. So easy to be unforgiving when God has been so forgiving to me. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. 
For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.